say shit. I said, damn, I switched it up. And I'm crazy. I'm unpredictable. I don't get no fuck. I'm doing a live web series podcast with Starburst in my mouth because I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Real Joe in the house. Um, I'm coming live from uh, blogtalkradio.com slash Gorilla Joe. Yeah. Uh, you'll be able to find this show after the fact on uh, Spreaker.com slash user slash Gorilla Joe. And you can find us at GorillaJoe.net and Facebook.com slash the... No, 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 I fucked up. Facebook.com slash Gorilla Joe Podcast. There you go. I was thinking about the Twitter and the Instagram, both which are the Gorilla Joe. And I am that. What's up, everybody? Uh, Join with me, uh, my co-host tonight, which is Sean Jenkins. Hello, everybody. And to all the ladies, my cheese in the ass. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up. This nigga like Bernie Mac. He pulled his dick out. His whole room turned black. Kick ass! You heard? (laughs) Real minus everybody. This is the uh, Joe and Sean show. Yeah. And Starburst. Is Starburst. They should, they should fund us, nigga. Yeah, like, as far as people be like, you said my nigga Starburst, like, who is this dude? Does he wrestle with Trav or, or I'm sorry, with Austin? <laughs> or like, no, nah, it's just Starburst. He wrestle, wrestle with Limited. Stardust, nigga? Oh, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Gold Dust, nigga? Yeah, the brothers, the, the Rhodes brothers, Goldust and Stardust now. You got a trip? Yeah. And, like, it, yeah, I know it's off topic, but, like, when I look at Stardust, I'm like, you, you're you blatantly trying to be your brother's character turned up on, like, ecstasy. It's not working. You look like you should be in the middle of uh, <laughs> that Macaulay Culkin movie, Monster, or whatever it's called. Oh, Party Monster? Party Monster, yeah. Movies and shit. Yeah, but he acts like he's on LSD and ecstasy. Goldust is and they're like, uh, remember, I came up with this character like in the early 90s. I wasn't even this uh, amped. Yo, OCD having bastard. That nigga's going to come out drinking Sunny D with some fucking glow sticks. <laughs> some techno. <laughs> oh, where'd you stop? <laughs> Um, you got a word of the week, bro? Yes, I do. I actually do have one. Like, yeah. <laughs> word of the week <laughs> this week. Um, <laughs> the word of the week is omnipotent. Damn. Meaning having unlimited power, able to do anything. Dr. Manhattan much? Yeah. I'm going to put a symbol on my head. That I respect, said Danita. And I said, how about my dick? <laughs> Did you just come up with that shit? Yes, I did. <laughs> That's for goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yes. Your motherfucking ass name. <laughs> I know, right? I can't like, off the cuff. I do. I don't. I. You know what kills me when you get like cats who try to be funny and you could tell so hard that they try. I'm like, no. 
you're funny in your way. Just be you. Don't write it down. Just go. Yeah. I understand, like, if you were a stand-up comedian, do a profession, you, you do it first, and you keep notes so you remind yourself. But come on now. I know me. Try to be right, funny right. in your own way, but when you do, you're do, doing a lot of shit and you sound like somebody else, sit your ass down. Yeah, that's like the only thing Kevin Hart said in that com- uh, commercial. You know, I could have been too easy than somebody else. We were wild. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I heard what you had to say, but shut up. Was me a motherfucking hawking, like, DVDs at Target or some shit? No, he was a vitamin water. Was that it? It was vitamin water. I ain't drinking that shit. I'm like, what is vitamin water doing? Like, first it was 50, but he owns a, a big portion of it. And I give him all respect for that. Um, Because he was like, don't pay me in a paycheck. Write me into, give me a percentage of this company. And his name boasted the company sales and boasted his, uh, his profits. I was like, that's business. Yeah, but they don't pay him in stocks. They just pay him in gold teeth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's better than what I was going to say. What are you going to say? Him in bullet hole repairs. Yeah. <laughs> that was going to try to put in a bullet thing, but it, it's so so mm. concentrated. I heard somebody was like, uh, oh, man, I'm trying to put in a car. It was like somebody talking about these you know, the cop shootings and stuff like that, they're like, yeah, that motherfucker got shot more than 50 cents. Like, damn. <laughs> or do you know how else they could have paid him? you know how else they pay him? Directed DVD movies. Wow. <laughs> Don't come find me, 50. It's not mm. I'm not making fun of you. You've made fun of yourself. I will. <laughs> Stop having delusion of grandeur, motherfucker. You are not DMX. You cannot do <laughs> what he has done. He saw up and Chad Lee no. in the second scene that you're seeing. That little bitty pre- Smurf nigga. <laughs> it's so small. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the funniest shit that uh, Cat Williams has ever said that was true. <laughs> He's like, that uh, nigga's my son. Why are you barking, dude? You're so angry. <laughs> no, but Joe, would you mind telling for all those cats that are out there listening um, how they can get a hold of us so we can talk about what we talk about? Um, smoke talk. thing. Yeah. Yes. Nigga, call us. Apache. That's fucked up. <laughs> Niggas got phones now. <laughs> uh, call us uh, on your phone. Get your phone out. 347-996-5573. Holler at us. Talk shit. I don't give a fuck. Today, though, speaking of talking shit... <laughs> We've been talking shit about uh, kids today. Bottom line is, I don't like these motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't like them. They ain't got no goddamn respect, no morals, no decency. You don't give a fuck about nobody. <laughs> like, oh, there's somebody getting choked out. Let me whip out my phone. Now, you a bitch, nigga. <laughs> You see them, you know, walking around with their parents, talking shit to their parents, and not getting that fucking Muay Thai elbow? Fuck that. He <laughs> said a Muay Thai elbow. Blah! Elbow to wrist. I think, I think uh, some black moms in the zoo fucking go full-on onk on their kids. <laughs> you <laughs> motherfucker! 
He made a Tony Zhao reference. Who remembers that dude? That movie's like a six, shit. There's like six people who picked that shit up from like the from the food for less bin and was like, oh, I'll see this. He don't even speak English and then put it back. That's fucked up. You know, like, no, 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 no disrespect to Michelle. I respect it. I, I like all of his movies that I've seen. Just, I was like, at least Jet Li tried because he knew he'd get to a bigger audience. But back right. to your the topic, sorry. <laughs> wow, you just over there somewhere. Mm-hmm. No, I don't get it. And the only correlation I see to where kids are that fucked up is when parents stop whooping their ass, oh, you can't do that. Bullshit. We get to the motherfucking home and beat them with the phone book. I understand, like, the life when they, you know, started enforcing that shit more because, like, and parents were just uh, apparently just coming home and just taking their dad on their kid. And that's not cool. Mm, not at all. You definitely got to, you know, make sure these little motherfuckers respect you and that you teach them something. Otherwise, you're a shitty-ass parent. And I think that's where it starts from. I come from a old-school house. My grandmama got messed up. My daddy got messed up. I got messed up. See the pattern here, and you know, nobody's missing rent. People got money in the bank, <laughs> and everybody's got two cars. You still got that key though. What are you talking about? Anyway, wow. For just inside joke aside, anyway, <laughs> my point before I was derailed by the gorilla was simply simply put is that people want to break that chain of I don't think it should I'm special my parents did this or and they didn't make me feel special so I'm going to make sure I don't do that so that my kids feel special I feel that you what happens is you get a bunch of as we say on the show bitch made people finally start getting power like cats started being in office and start making um you know, holding positions where they could make legislature come true. And, like, my parents beat me and I'm successful. I'm going to make sure because I didn't like getting beat. That my kids don't have that tool to make themselves successful. And I'll find another way, which is commendable in theory. And when you continue, as we've said on the show, the Einstein rule of, is what is it, not ADC, of uh, insanity? Insanity. Of you keep doing something in succession, they expecting a different result, where you keep going, well, well, we didn't beat these kids for doing bad things, but their kids are going to be fine. And, oh, no, their kids are bad, but their kids are going to be fine. And you're like, uh, you don't see a pattern here? If you don't start putting paddles back in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not an advocate of, like, just beating people because that's no. not cool. I'm simply saying that the there must be a consequence to actions. I believe there's a lack of consequences going on nowadays. Exactly. I've I've seen in even in you know people I'm related to. I give you an example that my mom told me not, you know, three days ago. We was on the phone. A cousin of mine, I believe he is seventeen. He's in uh, he's in, he's a senior in high school. He told 
his teacher in her face. You're a dumb broad. You have no qualifications to teach me. Your credentials don't even mean anything because instead of getting 100% on his paper, he got called it, I think it was like 95%. She marked down his test because she didn't answer the question completely. The fuck? He, he didn't write down and use the proper equations, which, you know, he got the right answer, but she's like, if you didn't use the proper equations as we taught him in class, it didn't explain on the paper how he used it. He just said, I used a different methodology. See, we won't take it off points because there's no proof in it. You just have the answer. And instead, you know, and he's cussing her out. I'm not, I'm not using the language he's using. He's cussing her out. And instead of his mother coming up there and beating him in front of her to show, I'm sorry, she agreed with the kid. The fuck? Um, See, I don't get that shit either. That's hmm. fucked. And then you got, you know, like, I've read articles of teachers literally walking out in the middle of class because they're just like, I'm done. Like, I just, I can't do shit. Anything they try to do to try to enforce the kids to try to do better and to learn, they the kids' parents step in and say that they're fucking up and they're not doing it right. And, you know, all this, like, it's going to sound really fucked up. The only thing I could, the best package I could put it in is, like, psycho label bullshit. Mm. Like, hippie liberal bullshit. Not that all that's bad. I'm just saying, sometimes y'all motherfuckers can be harmful and not know it. And this is one of those cases, like, you got to teach your kids causality, cause and effect. You got to teach them, you put the fork in the electro outlet, you're going to get fucked up. Same thing is if you stealing shit or you back talking and you shouldn't be, you're going to get fucked up. And then that'll teach you, don't do that or I'm going to get fucked up. You stop doing it. Well, this thing, the shit Eddie Griffin said, kind of out of context. We're talking about bullying. Like, oh, the Billy Badass? Yeah, like, back in school, I thought I was Billy Badass, and then I ran into Billy Badass. Billy Badass was that ass, and I found out I'm good at math. <laughs> it goes the same way. Like, I think another thing that it, it goes into it is, I mean, if you watch, like, TV and shit like that, I mean, you see some examples of this shit, and everybody wants to be that cat getting the last word in person saying some smart ass shit or you know the person that you know is the apathetic asshole like I don't give a fuck I ain't doing shit but if that's you like if that's your ambition life you ain't doing shit you ain't shit you might as well just drop out of high school and just go wait in the welfare line cause you ain't gonna do jack shit wait in the welfare line go fly to McDonald's I'm leaving pants for you No, like, okay, you said something that probably that that something that uh rang true with me. I hate that people like you talking about the people who don't strive to do better, who've never had to be beaten properly, and properly is the key word here because you don't always have to be physically reprimanded to be beaten properly. I hate that the transition went from having the proper word to the last word because that changes the conversation like if me and you were having an intellectual conversation if i say the second to last thing but in my statements in my in our dialogue i've said the most poignant things 
I have won. It doesn't matter if I said it first, last, middle, whatever. But now we have this situation now everybody's talking about, well, I said the last thing. That's the most important thing. Like, no, if you said two, if I said two plus two is four, and you said two plus two is three, and you said it last and that makes it right, then we, no. You're nah. dumb. You know what I mean? That's the simplistic way of uh, saying it. No, but I, how many times have you and I personally got in arguments, and then once we found a closure point of which we both see each other's side and we can do an understanding, we just end that motherfucker with words. Mm-hmm. It takes time, and then neither one of us got butthurt and went and complained and asked for a lollipop because we didn't win. <laughs> referring to how kids nowadays all get fucking trophies? For trying, oh, God, man. get trophies for showing up. Oh, like, you don't gotta try. You just showed up. I want to say it was like around ninety nine to between ninety nine and two thousand and one when I was starting my freshman year in high school that that was the thing. Like it had started already, but it became the standard. And I'm like, you know, comedians talk about it like Christopher Titus, and people are like talk about it like. Uh no, you lost, and you need a reminder that you lost your trophy. Now I can understand if you had a trophy that said you came in last place. Try again next year. Yeah, I would give that trophy all day because you like <laughs> earned that you were the worst. If and you a, don't want that again. Is this a trophy of a big hand with a middle finger? Like fuck you, do better. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to we have champion trophies. And then participate, let it literally be somewhere on the synonyms or, say, participation. Like, no, these cats lost. Yeah. What happened to the statement, second place is just first place of all the losers being an important phrase? Because yeah. no one takes that to heart anymore. If somebody's just going to, you know, take care of them. And now we see this in, in business practices and whatnot where people who lose – Get help that they don't deserve. Yeah. Now you could niggas still want a brownie. You know, like people like oh bailouts and all. That. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking more on the lines of say. Mm-hmm. Hold on, y'all. Having some technical difficulties with the Skype. Yeah, you fucked up. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was that. talking more on the lines of companies who hire cats under the table because they want to get X amount of tax cuts. I'm like, no, you go through the proper things. You just keep the economy going because you try to make a shortcut. Everybody else gets paid for it. You're like, well, no, it doesn't matter because it made my pocketbook bigger. Instead of going through the proper channels for it, it just irritates me. So I'm not saying that um, everybody does this because we don't talk in absolute. So I'm just saying when it happens, you need to acknowledge that that's a punk way of living, punk way of doing things, and you need to check yourself. But as uh, I think Joe said this, there's a lack of big mama around and nobody to check mm-hmm. you for what you do. You know, Bernie Mac. And um, I don't know. It's just an annoyance to me because I go to school. I learn and I try to apply my school work to my trade. And because of it, you can say it's entitlement. And when I, when I do try to apply for gigs, they're just like, oh, you are too qualified. I don't want to pay you for all that you offer. And I'm like, well, skip to my loot then. That's uh, what we call that bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said it. Oh, but there's a big 
I don't like sports, and Kevin doesn't know me know that. But I will see sports of what it is or what it used to be, especially like long time ago the Aztecs used to have this game that was kind of like basketball, right? If you don't know what he's talking about, go check out El Dorado. Thank the road you. to El Dorado. Yeah, it was basically just like a sideways loop, hoop type thing on the wall. This big-ass court. And they basically, it was more like football rules, but then they had to throw the ball through the hoop. If you lost, you died. What that was supposed to symbolize was, you know, back when you humans were still in a, had yourself in the wild within nature and, and, and followed the rules of nature, if you didn't catch something to eat that night, you was going to die. That's it, cause and effect. You don't do what you got to do to survive, or you get attacked and you can't defend yourself, you're dead. So, if you did, you know, you were grateful for what you got, grateful to be alive, and you won. So, I see sports as like that, and that's what it was, that's what it used to be. I don't know what the fuck it is now. I just watch and I'm confused. But, Having cats getting trophies for showing up is fucking bullshit. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like, you ain't teaching them shit. So now, they think that they just going to get handouts all through their life, and then back to what you were saying about jobs and shit, these kids are going to go in for a job, and if you're like, oh, I'm white, and I'm overprivileged, and my parents got money, I got this job in the bag, and the dude behind the desk is like, fuck you, you don't have no skills, you don't have no qualification, you didn't finish school because you a bitch made motherfucker. <laughs> And you say YOLO in class and got and dropped out, you ain't shit. So, they're like the parents that that ha, you know doing their kids like that, they're really making them overprivileged. They don't. They're basically just giving them anything they want just to fucking like make them go away. They're not teaching them shit. They're not raising them. It's basically like, I don't want to raise you. I don't want to have the responsibility, even though we're the ones that had sex to fucking make you. You don't give a shit about what came out after the fact, cause and effect. Uh, here's some money. Here's some electronics. Go away. Leave me alone. Don't bring your ass back. Yeah. Me, I'm done. And that's, and that's, you know, I see a lot of parents like that nowadays. Here's the iPad. Get the fuck out of my face. Where's the cast? At? And I know they're out there. If you can hear me, raise your hand. Something. Clap. Um... <laughs> You pat yourself on the back. The the cats are still with they they kids after school. TV is off, and they mm-hmm. sit there. How was your day? What'd you do? Meet new friends. That's cool. Need some help? Get your get your schoolwork. I help you. Love you. All that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I saw that on Disney Channel, but I think that's mm-hmm. where I think that works. Yeah, I think it does. You know, cats that are, oh you fucked up. Come here and beat that ass. Bye. I still love you. And then they grow and up to be uh, Martin Luther King. And that's the thing. Like, it's not just, it's, first of all, it's not just on the kids. But, you know, at a certain point, when you become an adult, you have to take responsibility. But it, it's a whole process. And people are starting to get lazier and lazier about the process, which leads to these entitled people. Because you get, well, people who are from age three, I'd say three, but it's probably you know, just before that, three and above who are given everything that they mouth asked for yeah. in the confines of their situation. It's just handed to them, and it's a trickle effect because somebody else, some kid who may not have done it yet, who has 
household where they're not they're on the fence of whether or not they're going to do it or be that lazy or not sees that and it'll take home and then they start doing it to them you know as you say cause and effect and when you get on your own because you've been handed everything you don't your self-conscious doesn't know how to handle or know where to ask or earn something truly comes from i'm in my situation growing up i didn't have the exactly hardest living conditions, if you will. Like, my parents both worked, and, you know, I had clothes on my back and whatnot. But you for damn show best believe, I woke my ass up on Saturday and mowed that lawn. I met you, I met your moms. You know, you best believe I was taking the trash out every time it got full. And uh, I remember there was a step. My mama's car was never dirty. Damn. You know what I mean? (laughs) So... Hard. And then as a result, you know, and I did my schoolwork, I managed that all at the same time as a result, except for one instance that me and my mom still debate this about these shoes that I wanted. And I will give her all credit in the world because she made right about her theory. But as long as I asked for it, I produced what she wanted. I got it. There you go. Uh, and a side note, anybody listen, if you would like me to elaborate that story. Please hit me up at Sean at GorillaJoe.net, and I'll answer that question for you quite calmly. But, no, um, simply put, <laughs> you know, there's not a, not enough of both ends, because you get one side that's lazy, the other one, and then that leads to both sides, one or the other, giving up as a result. So, like, I'm saying, parents, beat your kids proper. If you have a kid who has learned from his society and surroundings that you have to depend on the electricity, take it away. They will act amazing if you do that. You'll never see them mess up because they have something that they deem they need, but it's in your control whether or not they use it or not. You get a better kid, you have a a better kid, you have a bigger resolve out of you because you've taught your kid a lesson, and you have less strife later. Right. And add to that, if you have somebody that's so fixated on something that's a singular activity, and yes, playing Xbox online is still a singular activity, go outside with your kids, ride a bike. <laughs> Take a look at that, please. I mean, the sun's always going to be there, and you need to enjoy it while your eyes are still well enough to do so. There's a swing. Do you don't even know what a swing is? Do you even know what the monkey bars are? That sounds racist. Really? There you go. Ass. Either way. Um, I don't like enjoy it. these. <laughs> I know. <laughs> enjoy these things because that's what they're there for. And when you're tired, come on, relax and do what I do. Go outside, swim a little bit, enjoy outside, read a book, watch Netflix, so you pass out. Farce. I my point to all this rant. My point to this rant is simply that there's too much effort that need be put in on both sides for you to blame the other for their end result. It's true. Badass kids can't blame parents all the way because you still acting like a badass kid. If you were to act better, that would give more incentive to your parent. Lazy ass parents can't say I got a badass kid because you didn't do enough to warrant or to warrant the stopping of this creature being created. Got to do it. And when you both find that duck pond in the middle. Glorious things come about it. It starts with effort, and that's the whole problem. Is cats don't want to put in any effort anymore, and for whatever reason, you know, like people getting stuck in the 
the stream of life or whatnot. Man. Oh, gotta go to work and be at work and drive home and all that shit. If that's your life, you need to calm down a bit. Like, what's that phrase? Like, we work, we work jobs we hate to buy shit we don't need. <laughs> it's true. And niggas, Man, shout out to uh, Fight Club. Yeah. And niggas want to fucking, you know, look down on me. Oh, look at this gorilla sitting in the habitat all day. Don't do shit. I'm trying to do shit. I'm trying to do shit from where I'm at. Don't pity me neither because I know my station in life. And I don't live outside or uh, out of my means like a lot of cats do. Like, in, in the a big thing, for example, of that is you you see or hear about cats that look rich or they try to live that lifestyle. Remember in 08 when the housing market crashed? Mm-hmm. You think it's that you thought we're balling out, we're fucking going and living in fucking apartments again? <laughs> they were yep. going back and living with their parents? Kids were like, we got to go live with Nana? Yeah, daddy broke. <laughs> <laughs> what about that Escalade? Yeah, it's stock. You got AM FM radio. Mm-hmm. It ain't shit. The windows crank. <laughs> you a bitch, remember? you just you, you want the image, but you don't want the responsibility of having that paycheck. If you don't have the right paycheck, you're living out of your means. If you, and and I know this, this, this is going to sound shitty. I know there's some people out there that work their ass off and they don't get to see their kids, and, and that sucks. And I want to help you, but you're doing that, and the kids are at home, you know, to their own means, and they're not getting raised right. So try to, I don't know, you know, because it's cats that go to school and try to find, they get one good job so they don't have three jobs and they're never home. Like, do something, do whatever you got to do so that you can be there for their kids, so that you can help raise them. And it's a cliche, but it's true. You niggas are our feet. And so if we have a society of bitch-made motherfuckers, you're to blame. Totally. And look at idiocracy. Please, don't don't take that as a joke. Go, Go watch, watch that. <laughs> I'll wait. I bet, you, I bet you won't look at butter the same again. Nope. And you, you like Terry Crews. In the form that he's in. You don't want him any higher than that. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Disrespect to, you know, Senor Cruz. Nah. Like not New Orleans. You want to, want to do better. A lot of cats don't. You know, I mean, that, you know that stems from that. <laughs> uh, I think Gillette said it like there's too many conveniences so that that drive is diminished, our animalistic drive to do better. Because it's gone from the it's gone from in humans anyways, it's gone from the field of hunting to survive to now it's everything is provided. You know, you don't have to hunt for your meal, your hunt is your paycheck and your paycheck can come easier than throwing a spear or, you know, shooting an arrow kind of deal. I got an example of that. We had a cat that was working here at the zoo. I don't remember what he did. But basically, he was like this rich kid that got a job for no reason. Like, he just wanted to. I guess just to have something to do. He didn't need the money. He had money. And from what I was told, he always had like a new phone. He had a new car that his parents. Anyways, 
And one day we're chilling in the break room watching TV, right? And the fucking uh, vending machine broke. <laughs> and that nigga didn't bring no food. You would have thought it was like Armageddon. <laughs> like, that nigga flipped the fuck out. He was like, what? Well, what am I supposed to eat? Uh, you can leave. I don't want to leave. I don't want to bring up my gas. Uh, <laughs> that was like the last thing. Was like, <laughs> uh, nigga, you could uh, ask some niggas for some gum. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that nigga over there at the lunchbox got an apple. <laughs> sort it out. But he had no problem-solving skills. He had no way to try to... Basically, the button didn't work, and he couldn't comprehend shit outside of that. And that's an example of some of the kids we have nowadays. We're in this push button age and stuff like that, where everything we have is instant stuff like that. But what do you what what do you do when that button don't work? Sinbad said it. So this was and it was so funny back in like once it was like ninety two or ninety one. He was like, "We got to teach these kids, man. We got to get them going." He goes, "I went to McDonald's <laughs> and I ordered a Big Mac, a fries, and a Coke. It was four ninety five. I handed him a $5 bill, and the machine broke, and he could not figure out how much change to give me. I believe it. And I was just, and he just sat there, and it was like, nah. It was, nope. He was like, just just keep, he's like, just give me the nigga out your pocket. He was like, he was like, the button's not going, sir. I was like, oh. And the, the trippiest part is when you see that, because, like, I get, when I, I don't work in retail, like, I don't work at, like, I've never, no, I say I never, I haven't worked at, in retail in quite some time, but, like, you go to Walmart, you can see the screen that they use. It's, everything is laid out. The only thing that you have to manually kind of calculate is, is if you work in, like, a place that shows produce and it does a weight. And yeah. if that thing is messed up, you're going to be there all day. Oh, well, you have another comedian talking about how, the reason why we have value menus is because the niggas working over there too stupid to go, oh, yeah, Big Mac, medium fry, medium coat. They just go with their elbow like, number one. <laughs> I could actually see that being the case. <laughs> I never thought about that. Nigga, do math? Yeah. Because you, cause you, have you ever, go, oh, I do this a lot. This, I'm probably so wrong for this. You ever go to the McDonald's or any place? Huh? Where the fuck I'm going? I'm sorry. You know, you ever had some <laughs> like somebody? That's to, fucked up. Like, I'm sorry. Look what I can do. You go up to niggas in wheelchairs dancing too? <laughs> look, I'm outside. I'm like, man. I do, I do that at prisons. I sound like, inside? Outside. <laughs> um... If you ever had somebody say like I go I'll go through the drive through and you have to do this in the drive through really frustrating because they're thinking get to churn you out because you're in the drive through right I go let me get a Big Mac a large fry and a medium drink and they're freaking out because they're like sir it's cheaper if you why the combo? Like, no, because I don't want a large fries and a large drink. I want the large fries and a medium drink. And you can hear the button mashing over the over the uh, intercom. And they're like, how do I get this combination together? It's not a combo. So, sir, we'll have your total at the window. 
Don't they do like for those value menus? Don't they just basically take all the shit and like give you like ten percent off or something like that? Pretty much if you if you buy it like that and it works (laughs) to your benefit. But if you should, I will pay that extra ten plus twenty percent just to hear them say, "We'll have your toilet at your window at the front window." (laughs) Not to be like a dick or anything. Like it's just that I and I don't do it on purpose. Maybe it's in my subconscious and my ego that does this. But it's more just to that thing where, like, I've done the math already. Yeah. And that's why I came to spend this amount of money. I can afford it. And this nigga basically ran off like, I need the dough. I need the dough. Like, and, and, you know, like, cause you, and you know that's what happens because you go up and it's the manager who rings you up. And I'm like, you mean to tell me that dude couldn't do that? It was three buttons on the key that were separate. He couldn't just... No, no, I had to get the manager that. You need an override for that? Why don't they hire them niggas with that reman thing? Oh, uh, no, you're not going to go there. No? <laughs> no, nah, on there. You don't do that. What's the niggas are good at math? We're better than this, Joe. Dropping two picks, making up everyone. No, you'd be like the two Jewish dudes from. Um, here on a Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay, dropped a, like a bag full of change. It was like it's four ninety five. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't believe. Like when I saw that movie, I was like, "That is foul." <laughs> like that is just wrong. And then like at the end what of the scene, laughing? you see them trying to scoop it into their. How did this get past the censors? Whoa! It was just horrible to see that happen. That's like that fucked up shit on GTA 4. If you ever ran over a Hasidic Jew, he just exploded money. No. Yeah. If you ever in a pinch, never mind. I'm not even going to finish that shit. No. (laughs) Somebody dumb will just hit listen. It's like, so if I hit a Jew, I get paid. (laughs) You never kidding that shit. No, at all. Forget we even said anything, y'all. I digress. <laughs> my, my You're always coming is, off with some racist shit. I, you did that, not me. I was talking about Asperger's or some shit. You come out with some Jewish shit. No, you said the GTA thing. That wasn't me. You went forgetting. Really? <laughs> I was talking about Rain Man. <laughs> and then you brought up GTA. I didn't. I don't even own Grand Theft Auto. The last one I had was San Andreas. Damn. on that old game. Yeah. Anyway. My, I'm simply saying, like, the reason why we have badass kids is because you have disconnected, effortless parents. Not a, not all, but a, a big enough quantity of them that it affects society as a whole because their lack of initiative to teach, you aren't always going to win, mm-hmm. is big enough to warrant teachers going, well, they don't know how to lose so we just make it so that we'll teach them that they don't lose. And, you know, not, you know, people talk about this is why we're in debt to China and all this other stuff. Like, no, nah, that's, that's not the the whole reason, but it's a underlining reason. Because those other countries that are still in this, like us, in the top tier of uh, first world countries, don't have a everybody wins. They got losers, and they make them losers either step up or get the heck out the way as far as, you know, uh, progression is concerned because I don't want anybody 
who thinks they know nuclear physics to, you know, work on the next uh, atom that'll save our lives. I want somebody that knows. So what you're saying is you don't want no scrap. Really? All right. All right, All right T-Boss. Come now. No, and, and with the same aspect yes. of that, because about the parents not, not giving their kids enough attention and love, now you have a society of fucking narcissists, sociopaths. Like, these kids don't give a fuck about shit. These niggas could be on fire, but as long as they've got battery power on their iPhone, they don't give a shit. But, hey, hey, bro, you on fire, man. Oh, okay. And that's it. They, they, and they have progressive, just what I call, cell phone neck. Mm. Nigga, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm talking. Hey, eyes up here. <laughs> Nigga, I'm talking to you. Don't look at your phone. Talk. You disrespectful motherfucker. <laughs> Being a group full of people, you called me over to hang out with you, and you spent the whole time looking at your phone. Mm-hmm. I'm like. I will take like your you. shit and shove it up my ass. And I dare you to get it. <laughs> I'm calling you, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm calling. Good. I think your mama text messaging me, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time she texts me your phone. Woo! Put your I phone like, down and pay attention to life around you. I mean, like, you know, okay. I'm not, it, it, I get so mad, like, I understand, like, it's like that, oh, you know what? I, why it makes me mad? It's that, I don't know what the world I'm looking for, it's not simile, but that I want to seem like somebody who's important by having unimportant stuff happen in mass quantities so I look important. You ain't doing shit. Back in, like, the on Twitter looking at what some fucking celebrity was talking about their shoes or something, and they just, like, retweeted, like, I like those shoes. <laughs> you ain't doing shit. Like, what was it? Like, you know, like, you, you see somebody who's really conducted business, they have their Bluetooth on, and they have to look at the paper to keep sure their stuff's going. This is a stereotypical look for a business person. Somebody saw that and was like, you know what? I'm not going to go to school to do that. I'm going to just use my phone to look like that so people think that I'm important. So I can have this illusion of it. And that then trickles out of somebody, well, if I can look important, then I must be important. So then people, your parents don't go, no, you need to be important if you don't look important. They're like, nah, like, he thinks it's important. Nah, I'll let him go ahead. And it just keeps this false bravado that keeps that does no good. Keeps perpetuating. Now, that one kid, there are those kids and those parents who don't allow for that to happen. He or she is going to either shine like the brightest star, and hopefully they're not evil because they no one's going to stop them, yeah. or they're going to be hindered because people are going to spend their time like, why do you want to work that hard? No need for that. Just do it with Gus. We can all hang out at Starbucks and make plays that nobody's ever going to write. Damn. <laughs> Bottom line, motherfuckers be doing dumb shit with smartphones. Um, yes. That is like the... the I'm, okay, I had a professor back a little while back, and he goes, all you guys have your computers. They just spend more time on YouTube than you do finding out how to work Microsoft Word. <laughs> Let's go to the phones real quick. We got a caller on the phone. What's up? You're on the Gorilla Joe podcast. What's really good? Hey, this is me. Yeah, who's this? Hey, it's Animator. What's up, Joe? 
Oh, that's my hey, nigga Dan. What's up, dog? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm just chilling. Just listen to your show. Uh, I don't know. They always say to press one if you want to be a uh, caller in queue, and I didn't press it yet because I was just listening along. But, uh, I don't know. I'll listen a little you? bit. <laughs> yeah. You do not take this call. We have got a problem. Yeah, I hear <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but you know, I I don't know. I I raised, you know, I'm a I was uh, married into a, you know, my lady already had kids when I met her and got married into that. You know, when I when I married her, I took those vows to marry those kids as well. And they're awesome. They're growing up now, but I got my own uh, my little boy's about ten. And I tell you what, I the worst the worst part about kids at any age, I'd say I I have to take have to agree with uh, Matt Groening on this one, that junior high is just like the worst. It's just specifically, like, that's when kids are just, they're kind of all over the place. They're trying to figure out who they are. There's a lot of fear involved. There's a lot of ego. And yet, they are who they are at that point. But yeah, it's like that's, uh, to me, junior high is the, what Matt Groening said was, the guy, you know, symptoms. He said, uh, junior high is the place so that the high schoolers won't beat the shit out of them and that the junior high kids won't beat the shit out of the elementary school kids. Other than that, it really served no purpose. But to me, that is kind of a golden moment where you could kind of get involved with your kids more. If there's any point in life where you should be involved with your kids, absolutely junior high, I think, is the most important. What about kids in high school and shit? Because it always seems like a detachment of the parents. Like, oh, well, you almost grown now, so get a job and get the fuck out of my house. That is true. But, like, junior high, is, is like I was saying, like, they, that kind of, that is the moment where they, they are who they are. And that's, that's it. Is that junior high, that's when you decide, like, certain habits are, are getting set. You know, they're getting locked in. So, I agree with that. High school, uh, I, 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 Oh, sorry, Sean, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was saying I I, I agree wholeheartedly. I, as someone who's had to work with kids at every level, high school, junior high, and elementary, it's that stage because you get the junior high cats who feel like they're a bit older than babies, but they're not grown yet, so they want to be more grown. So they try to develop their personalities faster so that once they get there, they're like, I'm already you know ready. And once you get there, you mellow out. And that's why you said if you if you allow bad or uh, negative traits to establish the status quo there, that's what carries on. Now, you can, I believe in jumping in early so that you establish it all the way through, but junior high, you get a lot of your years. Yeah, I, I see you there. And if you don't agree with me, you think I'm a little off, just go ahead and ride a bus that you know the junior high kids are riding on the way home. You'll see what the fuck I'm talking about. I've been on buses where even like the the high schoolers are on, the junior high school kids come on, even the high schoolers are like pulling their books closer and like kind of, kind of getting the fetal. Like what the fuck? Kids are fucked up. I was in junior high and I didn't even ride a bus with my classmates. I'm not the one. Mm-mm, I oh, walked. No. 
Me too, man. I was one and done. I tried it once. I'm like, I'm never doing this shit again. Mm-hmm. Home man, was like five miles away. I was like, fuck it, I'll walk. Walking like a motherfucker. That's right. And this is me. I, I wanted to, I wanted to hear like more what you guys are talking about. I can just kind of quietly listen. Hold on here. Yeah, go ahead. Stalking? <laughs> you want to go back in the queue? Uh, I don't care. Okay. I just, I'll, if I'm noisy, you can mute me. But because uh, I'm driving in the car, so if there's extra noise, just mute me. You know. We'll give me a chocolate frosty from Wendy. I mean, right? It's a fries to dip it in. Oh! <laughs> My fat just shook. I make it. Oh. I'm hungry. Anyway, I got just enough money for that. Yeah. I hate both of y'all. I can't go nowhere. <laughs> Bring me some food. Um, no. Now, but you're talking about kids coming in to themselves. Um, that's another thing with. There's, there's parents that try to condition their kids into being something that they're not. That shit, I don't like either. Like, I was reading a story today about um, a dude that came out to his parents when he was gay. Like, they just flipped the fuck out and got all violent and shit. Like, there ain't no cause for that. Like, you should have loved this kid no matter what. You know? shit hurts me. Like that, I'm like, wow, like, this kid trying to come and do his own, be his own person and and discover who he really is and they, his family, you know, turn him away, push him away, whatever. That's fucked up. Guys like that, if you, if you can hear me, news in the show later, whatever, if you're in an environment like that, get out. Find your people. Find people that do love you. Find, you know, get in a, a good environment, a good place where you feel safe, where you do feel loved and accepted. And don't worry about cats like that. Cats that push you away and don't accept you. Fuck them. I just not even. Just the cats that make it harder. Exactly. And there's no point in it. Like, uh, you know, did the video shit talking about the bullies and stuff like that, and there's always the videos, you know, like, oh, it gets easier, it gets easier. It's like, no, it don't. The only reason it gets easier is if you make it. If you have the effort to get out there and say, I'm going to move out this shitty neighborhood or out of my shitty parents' house and go live in a more tolerant city or state or both, whatever, or country even, people are living in Fascinated that, and uh, they got to get out and find their own. You know, like I said, find your duck pond, my niggas, because you got to find your environment where you can, like the Spock say, live long and prosper. But you can't do that if you're in some hater ass environment with, you know, parents or whomever is uh, some ignorant bigot. You got to get the fuck out of it. To you, my nigga. As D Black would say. <laughs> Shout out to D Black. Where'd you go? You're like, are you on the other side of the room? I said, those situations <laughs> like that. My my mic piece got moved up, my bad. Damn. 
those situations like that stem on both sides. If you're a parent and you have a kid that, you know, doing bad shit, get them out of that. You have to recognize when they're doing the wrong thing, things that can stifle them. You got to take care of it right away. Just as you, if you have folks that don't help you further yourself, you need to check them. It's a, it's a two-way street, you know? You need 100% from both sides, not, oh, just one little trinket of incentive to keep my ass quiet or to keep them quiet. No, stuff don't get, things do not progress because of that. Things stay stagnant. Now, being stagnant will get have us be extinct. If you ever watch the seventh season of Supernatural, we'll end up being somebody's cattle. And that's not good. I don't want that. No. <laughs> I like my fur where it is. It's comfy. It's comfy. It's just love fur. And two different niggas that bathe me, nigga. I'm smooth. Stucky smooth. Oh, my God. You didn't <laughs> just say that. Yes, indeed. Did like, you take a shower? I'm like, no, nah, I got niggas that bathe me. My the armpit, penis, nigga. <laughs> but you got to get a shower like, but the royal penis is clean, your highness. <laughs> nah, I don't. Uh, one of them is do, and I tell that nigga don't make eye contact because it get weird. Turn around. Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> Quit smirking like that. You're making it feel. Oh, I'm a wreck. Man, anyway. No, I don't like that. <laughs> if it were me, like, I ain't going to lie to that. If I had to be in that situation, I'd be looking right at that dude. Damn. <laughs> I'd be like, watch my dick, what, nigga. Yeah. Look, <laughs> look, uh, look <laughs> eyes and all. Can't imagine there's nothing else. I wouldn't have said that, but I'd have just been looking at him like, (laughs) remember, this is how you, this is how you got to eat that sandwich. Yeah. Remember that. Remember this. Remember we're in the, in the, in the break room later, we're watching that good HBO. Remember. Uh, Don't bring that up. (laughs) You got a, that's a privilege from what you were doing before. (laughs) Remember, this this shaft is why you have your wrench. Damn. <laughs> I did cash check, Vicky. Woo! All right. <laughs> right from the Anyway. Who's up, Uh, Beat your kids, love your kids, teach your kids, and then push them out. Push Don't push them out. out. I mean, you got to... I don't know, you know, she get crazy, they ain't come home, but uh, don't just cut them niggas off. Oh, what was that story? I don't know if it's true or not. It was like an urban legend or something. I don't know, but it's, it's, I've heard this story forever. But it was basically this woman, everything she paid for or bought or whatever for this kid's entire life, she wrote it down in this book. She kept receipts, all that shit. So when the kid when he turned 18, he was like, I'm moving out. And mom was like, all right. And she pulled out the book and was like, nigga, you owe me some money. Mm. <laughs> That's fucked up. I've heard of similar stories where somebody, second they graduated high school, their parents had their stuff packed up in the car and said bye. Wow. And like they, in some of the stories, the child wasn't 18 yet. They were like 17. You know, because their birthday was like a month or two after graduation. And it was like, peace, not my responsibility anymore. G-T-F-O! <laughs> Say it with me now. 
And I just feel bad. <laughs> Spray paint around the nigga's door and come home. Oh, y'all are dicks. Yeah. And they already uh-huh. run their house. And then, like, I know, like, you still here? <laughs> <laughs> Did you not get the message? I just. Oh, we should. I put the message out three hours ago. You were supposed to read it two hours, 59 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. This is a <laughs> balls and pussy area, not yours. Wow. <laughs> there was this show that came out. I want to say it was like 2006, where that was the premise where the guy, a guy had to move back with his parents because he just, he graduated college. He got his master's, not his master's, he got his BA. He was going to go get his master's. The premise was he was going to move in with them. And they're like, uh, you got a month. He goes, well, you know, I'm looking for a job. And they're like, you know, it may take us. And I'm like, no, you have a month. <laughs> and then, like, the month was yeah, up. And the dad walked around the house naked. And they're like, oh, you still here? He Damn. put on some pants and started picking his stuff up, throwing it back in his van. And then, like, he had to move in with a friend for a minute. Fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I remember that when y'all were in the fucking... Old uh-huh. people's home want some of that tapioca pudding. I like, no, feeding y'all she gets shit. Water. <laughs> water and toast, nigga. We doing prison rules from Count of Monte Cristo up in this bitch. Oh, you like movie. that movie? I love that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> I saw the movie on accident. I loved it. You ever go to the movies and you've seen everything and then you see something that you've never heard about and it was just like, I'll see that movie. It was like, I fucking love this movie. That was better than the last three movies I saw. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I know, right? I, yeah. So, APD, OCD. you got all that shit. <laughs> this has been the Grizzly Podcast. We do this every Friday. Uh, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. You can find us at blogtalkradio.com slash Joe. I'm salivating on myself. <laughs> Or Spreaker.com slash users slash Gorilla Joe. Find me at GorillaJoe.net and on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash Gorilla Joe Podcast. Uh, you can also find this show on Stitcher, TuneIn, Windows Marketplace, and iTunes. Yeah, and you can go get a t shirt. 15% off all t shirts. GorillaJoe.com. Yeah. <laughs> You got anything to say, Sean, before we bounce? Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to everybody. Appreciate any and all people who continue to listen to this. Just trying to get the word out. If you have any questions for me or Joe, respectively, hit us up on our podcast. And Like I said before, you can reach me at Sean, S-E-A-N, at GorillaJoe.net. And of course, you just hit us up. And if you have any ideas or want to talk about something, just let us know. Bars, going to be out this bitch, please. Shout-out to Pop-Tarts. I fucking love Pop-Tarts. <laughs> <laughs>